Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. James Duffy, really busy man. We're very lucky to have him here. Hey, hey, how are you? <laughs> you got your rubber boots on? <laughs> You'll have a fun time joining me here. The Champions locker room, there's one shower stall. Ooh, so what, like it is Arnie and Lee, like, yeah. shower together? <laughs> shower and that's all That's all James' pictures of are just of the shower stall. <laughs> of the yeah, entire it's just me and my wanger. <laughs> <laughs> like, taking selfies. Like, Arnie's wanger was right here. Just, like, days ago. Serious question. At the end of the day, do you have to tip that caddy? They frown upon seeing it, so I gave it to him down around Amen Corner when no one was looking. Hey, come over here! Into the woods! (laughs) Come here, boy. Come here, cutie. The funny thing was, there was this beautiful young lady from England who I was playing with. Her caddy was like one of those caddies that was really trying hard all day, and you could tell he was working the tip really hard. And she's walking up 18 with me, and she's going... It's so nice, too, that we don't have to tip the caddy. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, he was three minutes away from getting totally stiff. <laughs> You'll get nothing and like it. Books.com, promo code, Jack. It took me up until this very moment to realize that Books was short for bouquet. <laughs> There's that. Do you know that Ron Jeremy can suck his own penis? You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Hi. What a recap that was. Oh, some of the stuff we did in the past week. God, it was fun. It's episode 110, and I just realized I, uh, I'm doing what my, uh, my grandma always does. Uh, uh, she would always, you just find pieces of gum around the, she'd put it on like the side of a plate. She'd put it on the side of a table. Just if you want it for later, I've got it on a piece of a paper here. Maybe you throw it out, get a fresh one hey, later. Hey, that's, there's still freshness in that gum. Hey, how's everyone doing? 110. This is exciting. We have a lot of great guests on this podcast, including our good friend Jonathan Torrens, who haven't talked to him for a long time. Everyone loves Jonathan Torrens. And his podcast partner, Jeremy Taggart. People are saying, where's Taggart? Haven't heard from Taggart in a while. We're going to get him on the phone. And then to top it all off, Dan, Peter Schrager just spoke with him on the phone. He's so pumped up to return to the podcast. He was following the CFL draft extensively yesterday. Yeah, well, very we'll, much into it. Yeah, he, he's he, he's in, big into every draft. He loves drafts. Uh, so we'll talk to him about that. And uh, right off the top, yeah. on the Canadian Wall of Fame, Fort McMurray is uh, is represented so great suggestion by ben teller great job ben great um, pictures too we got a, a picture of the welcome sign and then a, a the fort mac strong banner at a blue jays game too and you know uh the fort mcmurray slogan is we have the energy and i've mentioned this before Guy boudelier who we've, we've uh, mentioned before uh, he used to be the mla there and uh, you know what we have the energy is in french News of all energy there it is here's rich everybody rich is, rich is here rich is here so, Patrick never coming back? Patrick is dead. Patrick Pat- died last week, and I got to tell you, the world's a better place now. <laughs> Pat Muldowney, who used to do the drops, is dead. No, Pat's, Pat's got a lot on his plate. So, what? Uh, what? Ben just said no. Ben said no, not a lot on his plate. So, he can't make it to the podcast, but he has nothing on his plate? Has he been fired like Mike was? No, he's in, uh, he's in, I think, oh, he's in Detroit right now. What? Why? He's in Detroit with Clay doing Outkick. Clay Travis. And the buzzer live with Andy and Kristen. Oh, okay. Gotcha. In, so, in Detroit. In, in Detroit. Detroit. And up and tell. Why? What's going on in Detroit? Sales. Cars. S- sales? Cars. Right, um, Motown music. Should we be... Um, Sunsets. Should we be worried we don't get to go Sun- in any of these big sales meetings Sun- that all the talent goes to? Should we be worried about this? I don't think all this? the talent goes to it. It's, it's, it's a smattering of talent. But I don't think it's everybody. Though we really don't have any talent left. <laughs> Everyone's been fired. Um, I so, wish I was joking. So last week uh, we did the podcast and we mentioned our thoughts were with Fort McMurray. At that time, we didn't know how big the fire was because it just started to hit. So uh, we've got updates. And if you've been following along in the news, the fire uh, crew personnel that's oh, been on hand saved 85% of the city. The, Amazing. 
The videos coming out of there are absolutely stunning, and I cannot wait till that city throws a uh, a parade for the uh, the first responders because oh my god, that's going to be fun. And I sent an email to our friends at Labatt. I said, "Know what you guys do? You throw a party." For that town, no one else, just for the town. Yeah, you have a kid zone, you have concerts all day, you have free beer, and you guys just blow the roof off the place. And did they respond? Yeah, they said, great idea. I'll go. I'll be there. I'll be there, too. That'd I'll go. Why not? Yeah, why not? We'll, we'll do the show up. from there. That's yeah. A great idea. That'd be fun. Let's do the show from there. Yep. Let's do there the show go. from there. That's so, what we should do. If you want to donate to uh, the Fort McMurray fire disaster, you just go to uh, Canadian Red Cross. You can just Google search that and it pops right up. Yeah. Great job. So, yeah. Uh, crazy times. Crazy times. Yeah. Crazy times. Ah, the craziness. Dan, you were in Vegas over the weekend again. Great time. Uh, yeah, I, I went to a show. I went to a Vegas show. So I never got to ask you this. What what led you to decide to go to a Vegas show? This does not seem like the Dan O'Toole we've come to get to know on the podcast. I said, I, I got to stop being such a degenerate. I should mm-hmm. do something else. Right. No, I don't necessarily think that's true. But. So, so I, I dialed up my, uh, my contact at the win. His name's Poochie. Ah, oh, classic Pooch. <laughs> I just love that I have on my phone someone named Poochie. <laughs> Poochie, uh, not the uh, the dog character that Homer voiced mm. in The Simpsons. I remember that, yeah. But a real man named Poochie, and he said, yeah, here, I got you a ticket, and I went to a show called Showstoppers. Now, if you've ever stayed at the Wynn, you know that Showstoppers <laughs> is Steve Wynn's throwback to the old days of Vegas uh, with the showgirls, the dancing, and the singing. Uh, I believe in, in the video that plays when you check in your room at the win, he says, 40 of the best-looking guys and gals in America dancing for you. So so I hear that. I'm like, you know what? They're going to play all the hits. I'm yeah. going to know every song. Great old show tunes and great dancing. and You'll have an erection in the and, seat. And, and, and you know you're, you're in trouble when you walk in, and the average age around 75 in the audience. Yeah, that's a problem. Lot, there's a, there was a wheelchair and um, walker parking uh-huh. and uh, the, the opening the opening song to get everyone going there's no business like show and that was the most current of the songs <laughs> well I mean you weren't expecting like brand new tunes were you like they're not gonna play like contemporary pop hits it's showstopper they, they were singing songs like from the 40s we've got butter butter all day butter all night that was one of the songs <laughs> I don't know. Butter. butter was They're probably just, a... It was right after the Great Depression. Butter was a <laughs> butter was a delicacy. It was rare. And so someone, once I they got it... I have some special butter at you know, home. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> You've got it inside. Driving my lady in my jalopy. You should actually maybe write a whole new album of contemporary show tunes. And then the disembodied voice of Steve Wynn kept interjecting throughout the show saying, this next number you'll really love. Okay, now, did he... Introduce himself as Steve Wynn yes, before goes, the show. Yeah, he opens. He's like, "Hi, I'm Steve Wynn." <laughs> <laughs> and if you own the casino, I'd do it too. Would you? <laughs> well, that would be a terrible idea. No one wants that. That seems not good at all. Um, I I think I might have mentioned this, but my other favorite thing about the video that plays when you check into the win is Steve Wynn. Like he's so amazing because he talks about every restaurant and nightclub in his casino is the greatest restaurant in Vegas, of course. And then he talks about the hair salon in his and says the hair salon is the best hair salon in Vegas because ladies, if you want to get perms or other dues, this is the place to be. He actually says perms or other dues, perms. No one got in Steve's ear and said Steve. A woman hasn't gotten a perm <laughs> in 34 years. You probably just knock off the perm. Just just keep it to the other dudes. And does he just have the wickedest tan? Like just wicked tan, wicked voice, wicked hair, wicked fake teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A wicked rap sheet of mobsters that he's killed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while I was... Uh, uh, Hearing songs about butter. <laughs> butter you, songs. You were seeing the newest uh, Captain America movie. Mm. I loved it. I thought it was great. Great movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ben, you saw too? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. The brothers, these Russo brothers, who uh, wrote, I guess they wrote and directed it. Renee's brother? Renee Russo's little brothers. Uh, no. They they uh, they directed uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Anthony and Joe Russo. There you go. And they they did this one. And then they're doing the next two Avengers movies, too. And uh, they just figured it out. They have a great directing style. Looks kind of like the comics, but not too much. And Yeah, just awesome. Just an awesome flick. Hard to, like, when you have that many characters, hard to sort of, like, make it so it's not a f***ing chaos like the second Avenger movie was. And they pulled it off. You know, every the fight scenes were all very, like, you know, linear, and you could really follow them well. And, and we talked about it. They kept that storyline of yeah. the Winter Soldier the whole time, or like Captain America 2. Yeah. It didn't kind of go off the rail. That's right. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Dan, when are you going to see Captain America Civil War? Uh, when it's on the free services <laughs> or on a plane. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Some people want to know. Yeah. What did you guys think about Dwayne Wade? playing ball during the Canadian. I'm so glad that someone asked us this. This is embarrassing. Why is this even a discussion? Okay, here's my thought process. If you see the the shot of it, so they've got a wide-angle shot, why isn't anyone giving trouble to people in the crowd? People aren't don't even know the anthem's going on. They're like filing to their seats. Other people are sitting down. Yeah, but you can't keep track of anyone in the crowd. There's 12 players on the heat. 11 of them are lined up facing the Canadian flag, and one is shooting baskets. Like, I could understand it if there was, like, five of them and they were kind of... And then it's like, okay, guys, you got to figure it out. But really, Dwayne, you're, all your other teammates are standing there. They know what to do. They're mature enough. Like, it's not... Why is this even a discussion? It's There's no, it, there's no like, right or wrong. It's like there's only one correct way to do it. You just acknowledge the anthem and then move on. It's three minutes. It's over. Like, And, and then the uh, next game, he was first it. in line. Good. Good. That's great. And I then mean, they... He the, figured it out. Then he the Raptors and Heat in that game four proceeded to play the worst basketball game yeah. in the history of basketball. That was a rough Awful. one, man. At one point, I don't think anyone in the crowd could name anyone on the court. <laughs> oh, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> there was... I think they... There was players, I'm like... Did they just trade from this morning? No, no, that's not true. They were just the star players were all bad. Like DeRozan <laughs> yeah. was terrible, and yeah, it it the series is not good. That neither of those teams seem to have a hope of beating Cleveland. Um, it's it's unfortunate. And how about the Thunder? They're like on the verge of eliminating the Spurs. How the hell does that happen? Crazy. Yeah, the, the Spurs. Uh, Colin Cowherd on his show today mentioned, and he said what everyone thinks: Spurs are great, but they're boring as. F- they are boring. Yeah. They are boring, but it works. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan, you've been treated to just, you know, decades of wins. Yeah, yeah. but I want Russell Westbrook. I don't know if he's going to freak out. I don't know if he's going to play a great game. I just love watching that guy. I, I love him, too, but up until now, he hasn't won shit. Do you think if the Thunder win, Durant maybe doesn't leave OKC? Maybe. That's a possibility. I hope so. It, I don't know. Like, I mean, if he went to Golden State, that would just be insane, and apparently he could. I could see him going to Washington, but is he going to have a better chance winning with the Wizards than he would with the Thunder? Or the Blazers, maybe, they're talking about now? Nah. Man, Damian Lillard has turned out to be an th- amazing, like, way better player than I thought he was going to be. It's Because everyone thought when LaMarcus Aldridge left Portland last summer, that, okay, they're going to start rebuilding. They've got Lillard and McCollum, and they're going to be all right. But no, they're they're better than all right. They're I. Uh By the way, this... Uh podcast is brought to you by casper oh okay the casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price an in-house team of engineers spent thousands of hours developing the casper it combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce plus it's breathable design sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature through the night. Yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be sitting there burning up. You want the cool side of the pillow and the cool side of the mattress. Time magazine named it one of the best innovations of 2015. In fact, it's now the most awarded mattress of the decade. Other mattresses can cost well over 1500 bucks, but pa- Casper mattresses cost just $500 for a twin. Wow. 750 for a full. What? 850 for a queen. 
Fuck off. Nine fifty for a king. Shut up. Try Casper for one hundred nights risk free in your own home. That's good that it's in your own home. You wouldn't want to try it a hundred nights in someone else's home or on the street. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. They offer free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada, and they're made in America. Get fifty bucks toward. Any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com slash JD, the letter J, the letter D, and using code JD at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Wow. I didn't know it was free shipping to the U.S. and Canada and and free returns. So get that bed for 100 nights and just go to town. Yeah, just have sex on it for 100 straight nights. And you'll never return it. You'll never return it after that. Because you're going to love it. And all your DNA will be on it. So thanks, Casper. What a great... Greg's, you there? I'm there. Kyle. Yeah! Uh, amazing ad read for Casper the Mattress. Right? And Peter Schrager, do you have a Casper mattress? I don't. You know, I actually had a funny conversation with uh, Spundun Daftari, also known as Spoon, who's one of the producers on the Fox football side. He said that he does not uh, like going into hotel rooms because he thinks about all the people who have slept in that mattress. I tell him I'm the person that he's worried about. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> You're soiling every mattress with your seed. Schrager, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Every time I lie on a hotel mattress, I'm like, how many heads have been on this pillow? How many people have touched these sheets? What's under these sheets? Mm-hmm. Mm. I am in... I am in- Mesh shorts, underwear, or nothing at all, <laughs> lying in that bed, enjoying the comfort of a new hotel room bed. And do you, Shregs, when you, because you do travel a lot uh, for, for your job, do you immediately take that, that top cover off and just throw it in the corner? Because that's apparently the most disgusting part, is that top first cover of the bed. No, in all honesty, guys, being real, I sleep with a shirt and, like, I, I'm disgusted by it, too. Actually, John Lynch <laughs> told me this one, and I'm name-dropping a ton right now. Uh, John Lynch told me that like he comes in and he like goes to town with the Purell, like is super, super like cognizant of it. He said the first few years he was traveling, he would get like sick and he was wondering if it was the planes. And then he thought it might've been the hotel room. So that's been stuck <laughs> in my head. I, I mean, it is, if you think about it, there are thousands of people in that same space that you're sleeping with. The only thing that can cure it is a Casper mattress. That's it. Yeah, That's you right. get a Casper mattress in there, you're pretty much safe. Uh, so, all. Peter Schrager, he, this is our NFL insider joining us here. But, Schrager, you were tweeting up a storm about the CFL draft on Tuesday night. I was actually fascinated by it on Tuesday night because we just got done with the NFL draft. There was a Canadian player who I was told by a scout, like, hey, this kid might get drafted. His name is David Oinamata. I believe I'm telling that all wrong. Out of Manitoba, a big defensive end. He, or defensive tackle, the Saints sent a scout of theirs or a coach of theirs, Bill Johnson, defensive line coach, to his pro day up in Manitoba. He ends up getting drafted in the fourth round in the NFL draft. So he was the number one Canadian prospect. They had their draft last night. It's only eight rounds uh, and 70 picks, I think, is the total. Uh, the NFL draft has obviously seven rounds, but 256 picks because of all the teams. So interested in it, like always seeing who goes where and how those rules work. And I'm trying to dip my toe in the Canadian Football League just for you guys. And, and, and Schrager, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Schrager, it's interesting to you because a lot of these guys, the majority of them, they, they played uh, down here in the States. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like there was like a kid like from Southern Illinois who I'm sure scouts saw play and another one who went to Virginia and he was like a third round pick. But I guess they have to have Canadian national status to be drafted in the CFL draft. Now, if you go undrafted from the NFL – you're welcome to try out as a free agent for the CFL. We've seen it so many times before, whether it's Cameron Wake or Brandon Browner or Doug Flutie going back to those days. Uh, But in the case of the draft, you cannot be selected in the draft unless you have some sort of national status with Canada, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they have the the Canadian content rule. It's a little bit like Canadian television shregs. That's why we can't get our goddamn show on up there. Yeah. Well, Facebook Live is up and running. Hey, Facebook Live, what's up, guys? Thanks, Zuckerberg. And Shreg's big trade, big first-round trade. I love you were all over that, too, the tabbies. Yeah, you know, when when they made that trade, uh, everyone was was worried about NBA. People were tweeting about other things. I had to announce there's been a trade. The third (laughs) overall pick is being traded. Uh, The truth of it is, like, I love the draft in the NFL because of all the trades and the things that can happen. If you wanted to go through the storyline of the NFL draft this year, I think the last thing anyone would have imagined was uh, a player 
slipping in the draft because he was wearing a gas mask and taking a huge hit from a bong in the video. Being like, you couldn't have, you couldn't write that into the series ballers like that wouldn't even be fictional. And yeah. that's exactly that's exactly what happened. It's crazy. And, and 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 did we figure out was it was it the money manager was the cro- the crooked guy trying to because this happened seconds before the draft starts. Yeah, I'm going to give you, so the story is a player, Laramie Tunzel, he was the number one prospect in the draft. The Titans traded out of the first pick. So immediately their biggest need was offensive tackle, and he wasn't going to be the top pick anymore, but he was still considered likely for either number three to San Diego or number six to the Ravens. And for your listeners, I'm sure you saw it, but he gets, this video goes out. Now, in real time, let me, see how, let me tell you how this plays out from my perspective. Um, this video goes online on Twitter. I'm in a cab with Joel Klatt, a friend of the podcast, and Jay Glazer, who's our NFL insider, our big dog. Um, and we're on a cab onto like to the radio broadcast when I get a call from an NFL GM saying, hey, do you have a second? And this guy has a pick in the top 10, and he's a friend of mine. And I'm like, do I have a second? It's draft night. The draft starts at 15. What are you talking? Why are you calling me? I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he's with Tunzel, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, check Twitter and get back to me. And in the time I checked Twitter, Glazer got lit up by like five different coaches and GMs being like, what do you know? What do you know? So in real time, no one knew what this was, when it came out, who did it, why it was out there. It was a video tweeted from Tunzel's account. So it seemed very suspicious and weird. And I'll tell you now, more than ever, whether it's the Johnny Menzel stuff or it's Aaron Hernandez, Teams are scared of the unknown. They don't want to take any risk on something that they don't know what the hell's going on. And whether that's fair to the kid, the story that all the dead spins and the blogs wrote the next day, which was so wrong, was that, oh, this kid fell in the draft because he smoked weed. How stupid is the NFL? You draft a guy who's got a rape charge, but you wouldn't draft a guy who smoked. It wasn't the weed. It wasn't anything. It was the fear of the unknown and that no one knew where this came from and how this got out there. And they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in just doing recon work mm. and doing investigation and research on all these kids. So when something like this pops up 13 minutes before the draft, it's easier to say, I'll let someone else deal with this. I don't know what the hell's going on in that guy's life. I'll just take a safer pick. And did they find out where it came from? Sorry. Um, no, it's not assumed. But there is stories going on right now or rumors going on that he is going to take legal action against mm whoever did release it because it cost him tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, like yeah. he should. He should do I, that. I was going to ask you that, Treggs. How much, I know Dan would be very interested in this, how much did that cost him, that that tape coming out? Yeah, no, so if he had gone third overall, and I don't think he would have in the end, I think Joey Bosa was going to go to San Diego regardless. The difference between third to 13th where he ended up going to Miami is a solid 10 to $11 million when you put oh, it all together. Brutal. Wow. So, uh, Pete, yeah. what have you been up to since the draft? Because I sent you a few texts during the draft. You said, okay, I'm just uh, – because you, you study your ass off. You, you, you get ready for the draft, and then the draft comes and goes. It's your Olympics. What do you do now? I love it. It really is like my Olympics. I feel like uh, Buzz Aldrin when he gets back from the space mission, uh, <laughs> right? Like, what now? <laughs> like, what do we do? So, I love the draft. It consumes me for two months. Uh, felt pretty good about the work we did. It. It's such a high – um, but unlike these kids who get drafted and then go on and do mini camp and then, have, you know, now their careers start for me, there is a little bit of a lull, but the NFL is amazing. There's always a story that's going to come out. The latest one today is that the Raiders might go to Vegas. Dan yeah. O'Toole's second yeah. round. Yeah. Uh, th- Dan will have season is, tickets, th- Shregs. <laughs> I'll tell you guys, knowing this team pretty well and knowing the NFL pretty well, there's more to that than just hot air. I'm telling you, really? that's a, that's a possibility. So that's one thing. Another thing to keep your eyes on. Next week or the week after, we're going to find out where the 2022 Super Bowl, I think, is going to be. And it's really right now coming down to maybe it's 2021. I'm sorry, but it's New Orleans, Atlanta, and Los Angeles are the two, the three favorites oh, to keep boy. an eye on. Oh. And Los Angeles could be a big, big piece of news if they start already getting now that. And then the Olympics are coming, and who knows what else. Los Angeles could be the center of the sports world for a little bit of time right there. Hey, hey Just, Schrager, and, and, we, we'll we were, be here. We were all together at the last Olympics. We'll be together this one, right? <laughs> yeah, Shregs, we won't be deported by then, will we? I don't know. What's your green card status? Are you guys okay? Can you stay? I I'm no good. Idea. I have my green card. Um, I'm good for another 10, I think. My work visa just got renewed for another three years. We're in. Then we're in. So we just got to set it out. Oh, I think right. we're fine. I think we're fine. At the very, at the very least, wherever you guys are, uh, and whether it's in Los Angeles, New York, Toronto, wherever the hell you are, 
I will be with you watching that Olympics. I will make sure that at Super Bowl, you and I will be sitting side by oh, side see, and hanging out. I I, well, Shrakes, this is the thing. Like, if if Eric Shanks, the president of Fox Sports, came to the three of us and said, all right, guys, I know I said you couldn't go to Rio, but I'm going to send a team and I'm going to send the three of you. Now, with the Zika virus everywhere, uh, would you go? Would you take him up on it? Because I know I still would do it. I would go. And- any assignment that I would ever be given from Eric Shanks or any of the other lieutenants at Fox Sports, I would gladly take and run with, and we'd make the most of it. Guys, the Sochi assignment wasn't exactly a week in Hawaii, and no. we had a blast. So if best. we could make the most out of Sochi, you better believe we would do a great job in, in Rio. I would love that assignment. Thong or no thong on Copacabana Beach? Thong, always. Mm-hmm. Always thong. <laughs> thong. And then we'd bring our Casper mattresses, and we'd go to town, and we'd have a great time. <laughs> Wait, guys, I got a question for you. I was listening to the podcast last week, and Jay, you were raving about old Chella, or whatever they call it, desert thing. And, and, you know, you were breaking news to Engineer Jim. He was amazed by this. this (laughs) Guys, have you heard Bob Dylan in the last 10 years? Oh, I know. I know. It's going to be terrible. I saw Bob Dylan in concert on the assumption I was getting Mr. Tambourine Man, and it was an old man with a guitar muttering into a microphone. If you're going to ask me to pay $400 to go see Bob and the Rolling Stones, what the, why are the Rolling Stones doing, the Rolling Stones can sell out a concert anywhere. What are they doing being a part of a group of six different artists? Since when do the Rolling Stones need to be buoyed by Roger Waters and others? What is going on? What are the Rolling Stones doing in this thing? They're getting paid. It's as simple as that. <laughs> they added a paid. second weekend. Yeah, they added another weekend. It's sold out already. And like I was talking to people here at Work Shregs, and they were like, I logged on at 10. I was still online at 5 p.m., and I still didn't get tickets. I'm like, at what point wow. did you just give up? Were they all doing this during work time? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, Shregs, you're the best. Can't wait to see you this summer. I want to come out there and see uh, one of Billy Joel's concerts at Madison Square Garden. Now, if you told me Billy Joel was playing, and we could get, <laughs> no, honestly, Coachella should do Billy Joel, Elton John, yeah. uh, Huey Lewis, Don Henley. Huey That's Lewis. The crowd. That crowd I want to see. Phil I, Collins. Yeah. Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel. I don't need Hauling to see Oates. old man Dylan. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Dylan is literally right now like muttering in a corner, and you're going to pay 400 bucks to see him. It's unbelievable. I know. Okay. I already got my tickets, and there were definitely more than 400 bucks. <laughs> yeah. That's on you, buddy. That's on you. All right, boys. Shrags, we've, we've you, missed in. We can't wait to see you soon. Have fun. I at, love you guys. Have fun at the butcher's daughter, my friend. Uh, that is a Brooklyn inside joke that <laughs> no one listening knows. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> that is Peter Schrager, our NFL insider. He is a must-follow on Twitter, at P Schrags, P-S-C-H-R-A-G-S. And check out his podcast, too. He's yeah. got a good NFL podcast. He has a great that is podcast. such a great point, Rich. His podcast is so terrific. And, and he does like the whole thing by himself until he gets to his guest, and it's just flawless. It's really it's- good. Uh, I was at The Butcher's Daughter. It's a vegetarian restaurant in Venice today, and this man walked by. I'm going to show this to Dan. This man walked by, and he's wearing this unironically. This is the outfit he decided to wear. Oh, God. He looks like he's on his way to a monastery. He's checked in. He's going to be part of the clergy. (laughs) It's gone too far. It's gone too far. Hipsters, it's gone too far. When you're dressed like Friar Tuck, I'm going to hold this up to the camera. There has to be a website now, hipster or homeless, right? Because (laughs) it's a tough one. It is a tough one. I'll just put it in post. He's going to put it in post. Jay's showing everyone the picture. Uh, Make sure, by the way, you uh, sign up for the Fox Sports Live podcast. It is every single day, Monday to Friday, where we do an audio version of our TV show. We uh, we ramble at the beginning, ramble at the end. Uh, It's something you should uh, listen to. Uh, A little little, uh, touch our bag. (laughs) (laughs) Can that be uh, a drop? That yeah. little, uh, little, little, little. Where we get to your emails. This one from Mike, subject pod mailbag. Now, is this Mike Botticello? I don't know. No, it's Mike from Charlotte. Oh, okay. One simple question. Where the f*** has Taggart been? Oh, you're about to find out. Yeah, you're going to find out as we're going to... Actually, we're going to call his, uh, his good friend Jonathan Torrens first. Mm-hmm. Who's Here. been helping out with uh, the Fort McMurray cause. And we're going to ask time. him about that. And see how Taggart and Torns are doing. Do you want to do a quick, one more quick question here? Um, 
here's Eric. I just wanted to say thanks, guys. I never realized how much better things could be than ESPN until you two took over my late night evenings on FS1. You guys crack me up every night and simultaneously provide the best sports content out there. Between you two, Colin Coward and Clay Travis, I've got my sports fix. Please don't change. Thanks again. You two are the best in the business, Eric. Seems like it was written by Eric Shanks, the president of Fox Sports. <laughs> that was overwhelmingly positive. Do you find that if you read reviews about a, a hotel or a product and it's like so overwhelming, you're like either an employee yeah. or People the always cre- assume that, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, like if you go to Yelp and you see, you know, it's got like three stars, but there's one like five star glowing <laughs> review. You're like, okay, that guy's trying to raise raise the average. Up. They came out and wiped my bum. <laughs> there's full service. <laughs> what? That's what they do it so. Can we wipe your bum, sir? I'm just sitting eating. I don't. <laughs> sure. I don't need that to happen right now, but if I have to to go number two, I suppose that would kind of be nice, I guess. It's uh, like coming to we America. we got Jonathan on the line. Jonathan Torrance, welcome back to the podcast, buddy. I'm skinny, bop, bop. This blows me <laughs> away. I'm skinny, bop, Gordon Lightfoot covering songs from Days Gone By is the new thing that's giving me and tags oxygen. I love that idea. Do you think he would yeah. have done Unskinny Bop? That's such a subtle, nuanced tune, though. Well, we, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> we have, um, in our mind's eye, Gord is pitching his manager, Bernie Finkelstein, <laughs> on an album of covers that the kids listen to. Like songs from 30 years ago. <laughs> like, have you ever just Kokomo? <laughs> Who's pitching him Kokomo? Is it is Bernie the one who's got all the songs and he's pitching them to Gord and Gord's like, yes, that one. Well, I don't know. We we kind of had imagined it the other way around because every time Gord goes in, Bernie's working on business for Bruce Coburn, his other client, <laughs> and Gord can't stand the very sound of Bruce's name. <laughs> so Gord gets his back up and he's like, Bruce who? <laughs> yeah, that's Bruce right. Who? Pretends he doesn't know who that is. Why, why yeah, can't on a benefit for Bruce? Couldn't Gordon Lightfoot do all Raffy songs too? Because that'd be I'd listen to that. Well, yeah, an album called Gord Does the Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't that fly off the shelf? It's a great question. I have Raffi is actually a terrible singer. I didn't realize how like he's genuinely bad as a singer. Maybe as a songwriter he's terrific, but he's a terrible singer. But, but our account- the umbrella category of Canadian children's entertainers, as a friend of mine who worked on Skinnamarink TV said, Sharon Lois and Bram are two of the nicest people I've ever worked with. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of better not knowing who yeah. the not nice one was. Who's the asshole? It's got to be yeah. Bram. It's got to be. Well, Jay and I share the same uh, accountant in Canada, and he, he's, he always told me that Rafi always wanted to be like a star with the adults, too. He always came out with like uh, contemporary albums, not kids' albums, but, yeah. and they just flopped. Yeah. Well, that's the plight of Dan Hill, right? He was a legit folky until sometimes when we touch came out, and he got branded like not unlike John Mayer in Your Body's a Wonderland. He was a heavy musician, and then he was one right. bubblegum pop tune away from being that guy forever. Well, and uh, not unlike a Garth Brooks when he became Chris Gaines for a moment. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. By the way, is your accountant Fred Levy, accountant for the stars, Eugene's brother? No, no. no. No, it's uh, Eugene Levy is the funny brother, and he's an accountant in Toronto. No, ours is Ralph. True story. Yeah, yeah, ours is Ralph and Ben Murgy. Yeah, Ralph Ben Murgy is our accountant. <laughs> uh, he turns out to be surprisingly good with numbers and words. <laughs> yeah, and so we went with him. Hey, Jonathan, you've been uh, doing a great job. If people have been following you on Twitter, helping um, the. The, the residents originally from the East Coast that were affected by the fires in Fort McMurray. Tell us what you've been doing. Well, someone said Fort McMurray is Newfoundland's third largest city, and it's true. It is. I mean, everybody on the East Coast can relate to going out west to work. And it's a place that's carried the country's economy on its back for the last several years. So um, I was watching the images, as I'm sure you guys were. They're horrifying, like watching people drive through a tunnel of fire with their kids in the backseat. And I just thought, um, what can I do? I don't have any marketable skills, but I do have uh, uh, not insignificant social media reach. So I just put the ask out for aeroplan points, and people responded like crazy. 
That is awesome. So we've booked 36 flights home for people who, I mean, as I've been saying, if you're working in Fort McMurray, you're not a lazy person. You're trying to provide for your family. Sure. You know how hard it is to go away. And most of these people, to give you some insight into their character, preface the call by saying, you have to know how much it hurts to ask for help, and I wouldn't do it if I wasn't in this position. Awesome job, Jonathan. And that's that's y- unreal. You summed it up Thanks. best, Jonathan. It, it's uh, Dan and I, the last time we did an event up there, we were still living in Toronto, and there's a direct flight from Toronto right to Fort McMurray. We hopped on it, and I felt like we were on George Street on a Friday night sure. in St. John's <laughs> because it was like all I could hear around me were Newfie accents, and it was such a warm, <laughs> wonderful feeling. So, yeah, that's this amazing thing that you're doing. You felt like Rita McNeil surrounded by men of the deep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that plane uh here's a funny thing i I called a buddy i I let a couple days go by he made it out with his family to edmonton so i hadn't spoken to him he didn't know if his his house was still standing before i can even say hello he picks up the phone and says when we throw a barbecue we throw a barbecue (laughs) (laughs) so they can keep their sense of humor totally my little initiative was one of thousands but just witnessing you know, for every heartbreaking story of uh, we lost everything and our house burnt down, there was an uh, equal story of someone saying, yeah, I bought this kid groceries or I paid for a tank of gas for someone or I don't have points, but let me know if I can pick someone up at the airport and drive them home. I mean, something good does come out of everything bad and it's going to be a long time till Fort Mac is back on its feet. But it has been encouraging seeing how folks have rallied around um, those in need. Um Turning to uh, less important matters, but certainly something I've wanted to ask you about for a long time, Jonathan. You and Jeremy Taggart uh, took your podcast on the road. And we did. You were all over Canada. Now, you started in Western Canada, and, and I'd love to get just a snapshot of, of how that went, because some of the pictures were so amazing. The two of you uh, in a rental car. Uh, just the th- I'd love to know some of the conversations you had on the road <laughs> as you're driving um, from place to place. We've had some great ones. One was about Simple Plan sound check <laughs> and how <laughs> Pierre Bouvier can sing without an accent. <laughs> as soon as he needs something on stage, it's like, oh, yeah, trop slap back sur le sidefield. Turn him down, please. Je pense on the baseline, là. Um, so we made sure to laugh that way. For some reason, it was a lot of French-Canadian stuff we were talking about when I was in French immersion. You learn all the same songs, but in French, like, Jay McDonald at un film. But the noises the animals make are different. Right, like, right. And on his farm, he had a horse. You see, like, even in French, the horse still says nay. You can't change what the animals say because it's a different language. Le nez, le nez. I think that was, like, that was Red Deer. <laughs> just the fact that so many folks came out i mean this bodism or canadianity is this you know kind of fake religion that we've created that you guys subscribe to um it was inconceivable to us that we'd go to saskatoon to amigos cantina and there's 300 buds there yeah, yeah. what a great spot that is too yeah i mean you guys would burn it down and canada would love it now you must have had a lot of mr dress-up conversations too we did. One of my most prized possessions is a mug that Mr. Dressup gave his crew in the last season of the show that says Tickle Trunk Forever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Canadianity. Oh, and I got man. to travel with him a whole bunch on CBC, like, you know, kids TV junkets. And he was always flying at the front of the bus, Mark Masters styles. And I was always back in ghetto. And I get to see a tipsy Mr. Dressup saying, like, all right, see you in Regina, bye. <laughs> I'm off the plane first. By the way, you, you, you name drop Mark Masters. For our American listeners who don't, can you just tell the story of why Mark His Masters is His name now... is now a verb associated with poor decisions. <laughs> Mark Masters and his wife were traveling with another veteran Canadian uh, sports broadcaster, Chris Cuthbertson, who's amazing, C-squared, C-monkey. And... <laughs> Chris was sitting with Mark Masters' wife, and Mark used an upgrade to sit at the front of the bus, leaving Chris with Mark's wife back in steerage. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. And the nation was divided on whether that was a power move or whether that was such a rookie mistake. And people were saying, like, enjoy 
for the first class flight because you're going to be sleeping in the doghouse till the end of time. <laughs> but people ultimately, I think, voted in favor of Mark's move. Yeah, that shocked me. What do you, what was the what was the reason for that? What, you, well, as a long legged gentleman, Jay, yeah. would your wife understand if you pulled the shoes oh, and God took the no. upgrade? Are you kidding? She'd <laughs> kick me right in the balls. Right. Yeah, she'd be up there, and I'd be safe to right say my back. wife would do the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was an odd move. I, I love how the uh, yeah the kind of a uh, caught caught fire on the internet uh when it did happen on twitter and were there any uh you know going back to the tour jonathan were there any stops where you were like i did not you know you mentioned saskatoon were there any stops where you're like i did not expect this to be so crazy and us to have such a huge following in this particular place well it's kind of i mean as you guys know a podcast is a couple guys having a conversation and most of it is like oh member it's a warts and all environment and um, the less you produce it, as you guys may <laughs> attest to, the more people kind of dig it. So we were playing bars and nightclubs and lounges, and in some places, Moncton springs to mind. The guy was like, you know, it's a heavy metal venue. We usually don't go, go on much before 10.30 or 11. We're like, well, we're two guys talking about, like, oh, remember Danger Bay? <laughs> <laughs> worried that by 11, people might be so banged up that nobody's going to listen. It's like, no, 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 it's fine. Our clientele is totally accustomed to that. Um, that was a poor choice. <laughs> <laughs> so they were shittered. We couldn't hold the room. But this is a great thing about small town Canada. You know the Bare Naked Ladies song, Enid? Yeah. And we never really knew each other it's anyway. Incredible Stephen Page. <laughs> it was written about a woman named Enid who was a waitress in New Brunswick. We were interviewed on the radio earlier in the afternoon, and we mentioned, like, I wonder if Enid still lives here. Enid showed up at the radio station. What? Yeah, and we invited her to come to the show. I think she came but left before it started because it didn't start till 11. And so she, <laughs> <laughs> so she told tales of just, just crazy orgies with, with the bare naked ladies. Nothing quite that good, but okay. when I've done Stephen Page on our podcast, he wrote me and said, that's the best Sammy Davis Jr. since Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Good sense of humor. Uh, uh, Jonathan, we can't thank you enough for uh, coming on. We can't thank you enough for helping uh, people in Fort McMurray. Thanks for having us, bud. It's good to chat. Yeah, we'll chat with you soon, my friend. That's uh, John. That is Canadian broadcast legend Jonathan Torrens. Uh, half the country uh, is following his entire career uh, through the eyes of the TV lens. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Torrens Jonathan. So it's at Torrens Jonathan. And uh, yeah, he's done a great job to help Easterners affected by the Fort McMurray fires. Such a funny guy. He is. Oh my God. Seriously, he's every funny. time he comes on, people are like, why don't you have him on more? I know. We will. You know what? I, I'm going to say it right now. We're going to have Jonathan Torrens on more. But here's the thing. We're going to have, obviously, we just had Schrager on a regular. We're about to have Jeremy Taggart on a regular. Let's make Jonathan a regular. And our good friend, audio guy extraordinaire, Bobby Diaz is about to become a regular as well. Not this week. We're teasing that. That's a tease. Next week's podcast, Bobby Diaz uh, had a band, grew up, essentially grew up on the Sunset Strip in the 80s when hair metal was taking over, has all these great stories about it. So we're going to talk to him about that. Uh, still got my gum here. A couple of good chews still left in there. Yeah, you could probably you could get rid of that anytime. Uh, poor Paul Anka. He fell off the wall over there. Yeah, he's okay. He's like in the, from the Steve Wynn era. Paul's having a nap. Paul Anka's having a nap in the corner. Why didn't they play? Did they play any Paul Anka songs at Showstoppers? Maybe. Again, I didn't know any of the songs. <laughs> Did not know a single song. Oh, no. Uh, one of the other ones was, Anything you can do, I can do better. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a song. <laughs> Torrens is so great. Just texted me and said, Thanks for having me on. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. Love that guy. Wouldn't it be cool? I mean, we always talk about it. Now Jeremy's on the line. If we could do a double bill, a a Jay and Dan, Taggart and Torrance double bill live podcast tour across Canada. When's that happening? At what age will you, can you take off because your daughter's very young? Yeah. So at what age can we do this? I think we could do it now um, if we, uh, if we had a sponsor like Casper Mattresses to foot the bill for us to fly up, uh, get into a beautiful uh, tour bus. Or they just put the label mattresses in the back of a uh, tractor trailer and oh. we all just sleep back there. <laughs> that seems Even nice. better. That seems nice. <laughs> and then we just pull the tractor trailer up and do the podcast in the tractor trailer. <laughs> Everyone, all the guests come into the trailer and we all hang out. You have the sides flip out. Right? You know. 
We figured it out. I Casper like the mattress. old hay rides there. Yeah, the sides yeah. Flip out, open up. Jonathan, uh, no, J- Jonathan, we already talked to Jonathan. Jeremy Taggart, um, would you uh, do a cross-country tour with just a bunch of mattresses laid in the back of a tractor trailer? Well, we don't have to. Remember, Jonathan's got the truck. We can just use one of his. There Jonathan we go. the business. He's- He's got the RVs and all the, the slide-outs and everything. It's oh, great. So right? we can have a convoy. Yeah, we yeah. just go east to west, boy. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, that'd be yeah. so much fun. And, and if it's a big deal and you can't, we can't put two weeks together, we can do like a couple break-up like weekends. You know, three, four-day run. Uh, so you think about that. We could do... But, easy. But, but we, we really should should do one big chunk and then we should probably do we have to invite mike botticello no no okay <laughs> nope. um uh, we Jeremy... fly him up to vancouver for a weekend right yeah he he makes a triumphant appearance on the very last pod uh yeah. jeremy we uh read uh, something from the uh the podcast mailbag and it uh simply said where the <laughs> f- has taggart been that ah. was mike from charlotte uh I've, I've been here, boy. <laughs> just, just like always. How are you, Bod? What's I, I, uh, what's I'm shaking? Good. I'm I'm getting ready for summer. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, very good. And, are uh, you going to be swinging the sticks a little bit, maybe, Bod? Maybe a little golf. Hopefully, a little <laughs> bit soon here. Yeah, I I, uh, I love golf, as you guys both know. Maybe I heard uh, Dan's coming for a couple of weeks at some point this summer, so That's we can right. maybe hit the links together. That would be a good time. How fun! We'll that. be maybe seeing we can get each other to- often. Maybe we can get old Duffy out to, to uh, wooden sticks or something. Get right into things. Hey, better better be prepared to let him pee every 20, 20 yards. Yeah, he has the, 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 the bladder of a small hamster. What's that all about? Does he crush those like uh, the, the Arnold Palmers? Or what? No, he's not having anything. He's just got to be. <laughs> he's got really? a problem with his urinary tract, I think. <laughs> maybe he's drinking behind your back. Yeah, maybe he's got a problem and he's... <laughs> He's hiding it from everybody. Uh, we we did a segment on TNT last week called "On the Dark." Who's on the dark? And it's been a, the best time and the a biggest gas because you just talk about people who are on the dark and if, whether people know or not. Like Jason Priestley, like every not too many people know that he hacks darts all day. Right, right. He's right? a hardcore smoker. Yeah, yeah. And we were throwing that Jonathan throughout. Well, you know, Rod Black. Rod Black. Well, I, you know, along that line, and I think maybe we talked about it. Like Dan and I love that Rob Lowe show, The Grinder, and yeah. they film it here on the Fox lot. And so one night, Dan was oh, like, "Oh, for sure, they're all crushing." Oh yeah, Dan, one night, one night, Dan's like, uh, "Hey, they're filming a scene right out." Right outside here, like let's all go look. So you know, the whole crew from our show goes out, and yep, sure enough, there's Rob Lowe looking, you know, like he's twenty years old, even though he's yeah. fifty five, and and he's about to get into a vehicle to shoot a scene, and he had like a dart that was about three quarters still left on it, and I swear to God, he he pulled a producer Tim. He just he he knew he had to get into the car for the scene. He just did the old. <laughs> And then got in the car and exhaled, and I'm like, wow, Fred Savage is not going to be happy about that situation. Like the Uh, greasy guy that's on the bus. That's right. It's on the bus that's Jane and Finch and just burls out a big rip. Yeah, just just exhales for everyone to enjoy. Are they do they still allow the smoking sections outside high school? Because ours was like five feet from the front entrance. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I don't think I don't so think anymore. so. No. Hey, one funny somebody tweeted that the that the Dutchie bummed the dart off of them on the back of the I never pictured Oh, big time. Big time. He has he's had a lifelong love hate relationship with the dart. The the people that bum the darts are the ones in denial. I don't smoke. That's right. <laughs> but they're but it's always like as soon as they get to the bar, right? Like so, because the bar is like the safe haven for for casual smokers, of course. And, All of a sudden, everybody is right. Yeah, and so so you know, if a group of smokers heads outside of the bar to smoke, you know, suddenly it's like, wait, wait, wait where are you guys going? Everyone's going Hollywood, for a smoke. Hollywood actors. <laughs> Jeremy, oh, yeah. did you ever smoke? Never. No. 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 Yeah. I tried it once when I was like a little tiny kid, and it was just 
one of those. Like, it was so bad, I never ever thought about doing it again. Yeah, I, I, I snuck one from my uh, brother once, and I uh, went out to the middle of a field so no one would see on the uh, on the four-wheeler and uh, smoked the entire thing, inhaled a lot, and then vomited. Yeah. Turned green, too, right? Oh, yeah. I never but smoked either. Everybody probably thinks you hack darts all day with that voice. Yeah, that's true, Toolsy. Oh, I have a voice of a small boy. It, 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 yes, you do. <laughs> a small boy that smokes a pack a day. Real <laughs> There's been so many amazing drops from Dan, and I have the voice of a <laughs> small true. boy. Like, if you listen to this, hey, hey, D or DJ, those, like, he sounds like your voice is all fresh then. You can tell it's been all harshed out like Burton coming. Yeah, quite a bit of dart hacking. <laughs> Um, hey, hey, Jeremy, while we got you, any connections yeah. to Fort McMurray? Because I think you guys played up there a few times, right? Uh, yeah, back lot, in the day? oh yeah, many times. Yeah, seven, eight times probably I've been there. And uh, yeah, I mean, they were kind of the the back backbone for a lot of touring uh, for musicians. And they would always get bigger bands because there was just a lot of money in town. And You probably, yeah. play, you play, probably played the Thickwood Heights Arena. Yeah, and outside in the summertime, and a bunch of times for sure. I mean, that that that's uh, they went through a lot, and they, and uh, I think it's we whatever you guys, if you ever do anything, I'm in to help. And uh, yeah, it's, we're it's we're planning be... something right now. I I remember speaking of playing outdoors. I think we mentioned this before. The Trues <laughs> went to play up there, and we were mm-hmm. at an outdoor hockey game. And we saw them in the lobby going <laughs> to it, and they're like. We didn't know we're playing outside. <laughs> it was yeah. cold. They were wearing yeah. jean jackets. It was minus thirty. It was oh. pretty chilly that night. <laughs> That's tough, right there. And then you go to the uh, Tim Hortons, where the guy's making thirty bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's lined up for two hours. <laughs> two hour lineup. Everybody, everyone's got a pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, big time. Uh, yeah. J- Jeremy, we can't thank you enough for coming on. It's been too long, and it's been so good to hear your voice. Thank you, boys. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you real soon. Have a good one. Eh? Okay, Jeremy Taggart. That is uh, Jeremy Taggart. Follow him on Twitter at Taggart Seven. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's it. it's been a catch up episode. That's uh, this has been great, Rich. What so what would it take for us to to get a podcast tour together? Do you think? I mean, how how do we make this happen? We well, need... we need beds. Okay, sleep <laughs> <in>. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, who can we? Possibly ask about that. Uh, yeah, we'll get a we'll get a bus together. We'll get yeah. a bunch of dudes in a, right? in a bus with a bunch of beds. What, what could go what wrong? What Jay is asking is, how do Jay and I not do anything and make this happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> yes. isn't it? Schedule a couple events. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many? Yeah. What kind of venue do you think we could sell? Like a thousand people? Five hundred uh, in Canada? I don't know. We have I, no clue. Yeah, I have no clue whatsoever. I mean, I think. Probably the way to go is probably to do, you know, whatever big comedy club is in town. Right. It, it is in town to do that. Yeah. That, that just comes to mind. Like 500, 600. Yeah, five, six. Fighter and the Kid do that too. And they sell out all the time right, too. So, right. Yeah. I just think that's a good atmosphere for a live podcast. I think that happens a lot. Um, and we could even do two shows. You know, you could do an early show and a late show, and that would be fun. So people in Canada would love it. They haven't yeah. seen it in a while. Yeah, and there then we go. maybe we could dip down into Minnesota. Maybe we dip down into Seattle. We dip down into Boston, Jim. That'd be awesome. Yeah, a lot yeah. of dipping. Yeah, we do, and we'd be <laughs> dipping the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Six Degrees of Engineer, Jim, will return next week. We're just uh, pressed for time this week, and uh, it, would, it would be bigger and better. Sure. Awesome. Sounds great. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Remember, visit, uh, just Google Fort McMurray Red Cross, and that'll put you in line for donations to help the the fire victims up there. And uh, our thoughts, as always, are with the people that are misplaced. It's still a ghost town right now. People aren't going to be allowed back for a few weeks until they restore the power and everything. So our thoughts are with you guys. And way to go, Edmonton, Calgary. Way to go, all of Canada, who they've already had like $50, $60 million in donations. It's the the biggest uh, thing that uh, the Red Cross has seen in a long time up there. And on a less important note, uh, make sure you head to iTunes and make sure you subscribe and make sure you rate us and make sure you put a comment in in the comment section because we want you to do that. And now you can get us on Google Play. Google Play, yeah. Really, wherever you can find a podcast, you can find us. You can find us now. You can find us now. So uh, tell your friends. We uh, we love doing it. It's it's, uh, the one thing we look forward to. Me too, for sure. Bye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Small